your hands to heaven. Thank him for fighting your battle for you. Jehovah Olubeja, Lord, we worship you for fighting our battle for us. For your grace upon our lives. For your blessing upon our life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have worship. And so, Father, this morning, please bless your people. Surprise them. Fight their battle for them. Lord, let these people understand your word. And give them breakthrough in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Okay, high five to five people. Welcome them. God bless you. We celebrate you. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you mightily. Hallelujah. Amen. What a beautiful, what a beautiful service. I want to welcome everybody to church. And just as my wife has said, there are so many, many, many wonderful people here this morning. This is not an ordinary service. So I encourage you to please pay attention. And some of you that are very far at the back, there's still a seat in between there. Nobody is sitting on it in the front here. You can come there. Some people that are far, far at the back too. There are two seats here in front. You can sit there so that you can hear me very well. And I want you to hear me well today. Because today is a special service. And the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you want to adjust to the front, please do come to the front. God bless you. There's a seat here. A seat here. Please come. Brother Emmanuel, you can come to this place, please. Let's come and sit somewhere here so that we can be blessed. If you are far, far at the back to you, you can come to the front and be blessed. God bless you. Thank you for adjusting. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. It's okay if they are okay like that. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Okay, it's a month of breakthrough and we have been having breakthrough testimony. Pay attention to me this morning. Because when God gives me the word, I treasure the word. And the word works wonder in my life. One of my daughter on Saturday or Friday called me from London and said, you may not remember that I can never forget to. When I was relocated to London about 10, 12 years ago, you preached a message. And she started narrating that message that I preached that day. No, I was 12 years ago. I took a fear. And that message changed my life. As they say, I can never forget wherever I may be. I just call you to thank you. I've not heard from her a long time. Sister Nike, the younger sister of Estadiola. You remember her that moved from Ife to UK to study pharmacy. And she was thanking me. And she started telling me the message that I preached that day. I, I, I may not even remember the message, but the Lord gave me the message, and that was our message. I pray this morning that the message I'm about to preach will be your message. It will create impact in your life in Jesus' name. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, talking about breakthrough, says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. See at the Lord, thought of peace, thought of good and not of evil. To give you an expected end. I know the thought. God says that he's thinking good for you. 
I know there are so many people that are steady here in church today that think that God is not thinking good thoughts about them. They are even biased towards God or towards the church. Church is a scam. Pastor scam. Message scam. Nothing works in the church again. God is not answering prayer. God is not thinking about anybody. God is just quiet in heaven. That's a lie. God says, I have a thought towards you. They are thought of peace. They are thought of good. And they are not thought of evil. I will give you to your expected end. What does that mean? I will give you your dream desire. Your desired dream. You will have a future and a hope. A future and a hope means I have a thought of breakthrough for you. That at the end of the old day, you are going to give testimony. John chapter 10 verse 10. Jesus emphatically said, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come. I have come. I have come. I am come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That is breakthrough. And that's what God has promised you. And that is the life you are going to enjoy in Jesus' name. I pray for you this morning again. Nobody will be qualified to pity you. You will enjoy abundant life. And a life of peace in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 3 verses 3 to 9, there was a boy that was born lame. That boy was born lame and was carried to the entrance of the beautiful church where Peter and John were going to pray. And one afternoon, as Peter was going, Peter looked at him. And the man was not looking at Peter very well. So Peter asked him to look at him. He said, look at us. Look at us. We are important to look at us. So he looked at them. And when somebody that is begging, is doing his normal business of begging, and that person is he say, come on, pay attention to me. That means that man has something to give. Because without contradiction, the less is blessed by the better. You are better, you are working, you are going to a beautiful church, you are better than me. If you want me to look at you, pay attention to you, you have something to give me. And so the man fasting his eyes on them, expecting to receive something. Expecting. So when you come to God, you must be expecting. You can't just be seated anyhow or doing astral travel. Or working on Facebook, you are in church. Or answering WhatsApp messages. You have to expect something from the Lord. He was expecting. And the man of God said, Sleeve and go, the money I don't have. But I have authority from Jesus to make you well. I have authority. He said, Jesus, my living Bible says, Jesus has given me authority to change your story. Giving me authority to change your soul. So I said, look at me. So the man looked. Okay. Give me the authority. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And he moved close to him and helped him. Rise. I've given you the authority to walk now. He helped him. He lifted him. And the Bible says, his ankle bone received strength. What I love about this story was that the man started walking. He started jumping. He started praising God. These three things will take place in your life this year in Jesus' name. You will walk. You will jump. You will praise God. And your neighbor will praise God with you. That was an experience of breakthrough. 
What does it mean to enjoy breakthrough? Number one, you must have divine blessing. I don't know how to describe divine blessing. Some people will call it prophetic blessing. Some people will call it help from above. Some people will call it mysterious blessing. It's divine blessing. And you know, there are some people that carry the blessing of God in their life. You can see that what they have achieved is not their own. It is actually a generational blessing. And some of you are carrying it. The only reason why we are not aware of this divine blessing is because we have preached generational causes for a long time that we don't even know that some of our parents are carrying generational blessing that it can impart into us. We think there is something good about Africa. And he said, like, oh. he said like, there are some things that are good about your father, about your mother, they can impart to you. In fact, listen to me. Our covenant fathers believe that they carry something that is unusual. They will sit down their children and they will tell them, look at the story of my life. There is a God in my life that fathered me, that shepherded me, that protected me, that listened to me. And when they are dying, they will pray for their children, impacting them with the divine blessing. It started with Father Abraham. Father Abraham was called of God in Genesis chapter 12. He said, I will bless you. I will make your name great. Through you, all the families of the heart will be blessed. When Father Abraham was dying, he sent all his servants away. He gave them goals. He gave them talent. He gave them. But for his own son, he impacted divine blessing unto him. Impacted. The Bible says he gave him all that he had. He gave other people gifts. But he gave his son Isaac. You know, he has two sons. He has Ismael. He has Isaac. And God constantly reminded him or told him or informed him that Isaac will carry the generational blessing. He said, it is through Isaac that I will establish my covenant upon your head. It is through Isaac that I will fulfill my promises. It is through Isaac that all the generations of the house shall be blessed. He said, don't get worried about Ishmael. Because he's from you, I will bless him too. But this Isaac, mark him, is going to carry general blessing. So, and, so there are some things that Isaac will do. And Father Abraham will throw a party. I can begin to tell you from the Bible. Genesis chapter 17 verse 19. Genesis chapter 17 verse 21. Genesis 21 verse 8. In Genesis 21, verse 8, Isaac became strong. He stopped from sucking breast to be eating food. Watch it. And Father Abraham threw a party. Ah, ah. What is that? And the child grew. Look at it. Oh. Look at it. You'll be surprised that divine blessing is important. And was wind. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was. And people say, Kilo Chele. Do you know Ismael could not understand this? Hagar could not understand this. It's only Father Abraham and Sarah that understood what was happening. In fact, the next verse after this, Hagar and Ismael were sent away. Because what did Ismael do? He started mocking. He said, ah, particularly we are celebrating Isaac that is able to eat solid food. And Sarah said, this boy must leave my house today. Look at it. And Sarah saw the son of Agar, the Egyptian, which 
had born, which he had born to Abraham, mocking. And Sarah said, this boy that is mocking my son, is mocking my son's growth, must leave this house today. And the Bible says, Father Abraham became sad. And the Lord said to Father Abraham, don't become sad. Your future is not with Ismael. Your future is with Isaac. Send the boy away. So he sent the boy away. That has been the journey of Father Abraham and Isaac. He poured the blessing unto Isaac. Even when God said, sacrifice Isaac for me, the Bible says, Abraham reasoned in his head. If God allowed me to kill him, this Isaac will rise again. Because he had received the promise concerning him that is going to carry generational blessing. I pray you to carry generational blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. It is called divine blessing. That is Genesis 25, verse 5 and 6. Genesis 25, verse 5 and 6. In Genesis 27, verse 3 to 4. In Genesis 27, verse 28. We can see what is called divine blessing. When Isaac was old, he told his son, Esau, go and get food for me so that I can pour divine blessing upon you. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy giver, and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some meat. Make them sweet, such as I like, that I may eat that my soul may bless you. Before what? I want to give you something that is more than money. For you to enjoy breakthrough in life, you must have something that is more than money. That is what produces breakthrough. You can call it prosperity. You can call it divine connection. You can call it the fear of God. You can call it the anointing of God. There is something that is bigger than money. When it is poured upon you, you are blessed. So, and Rebecca had it and said, no, 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 no. This kind of blessing cannot go to the wrong hand. It must go to Jacob. Go and get me uh, meat. Let me prepare. I will, uh, 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 your father will bless you. And the blessing, which we call divine blessing this morning, will be poured upon you. And the, the son said, ah, daddy, mommy, don't you know me? He will recognize me. He will cause me. He said, don't worry. The cost will be on me. I know what I'm doing. Do it. And he did it. Call the long story short. Went to meet his father in verse 28. And the father smelled him. I'm just paraphrasing so that you know what divine blessing is. And he said, the smell of my son, watch it. It's like the smell that the Lord has blessed. Number one, may the Lord give you good grant. May the Lord give you good rain. May you have plenty of crops and wine. May nations serve you. Be master over your brother. Pour and pour the blessing. What is the blessing? The blessing of being at the right place. Good location. The blessing at doing the right job. The blessing of having the right weather. The blessing of having the right happening at all time in your life. That's what we call divine blessing. That one money cannot buy it. When you are at the right grant, at the right location, at the right timing, you are doing the right job. The very job you do is the right job. You just move back, 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 back to the top. See, this one is so blessed. You apply like the other person. He chose the right job. He said, may the Lord cause rain. 
to fall upon your good ground so that your crop will grow well and you have plenty of coin and wine. Anybody that have plenty of coin and wine, people will serve him. People serve prosperous people without complaining. If Dangote employ you to be a driver and say he's going to pay 300, you will still jump and give testimony. Why? You know, because he's blessed. He has money. You know, he's capable of paying that money. If Otedola employ you as his PA, you will give testimony. Because you know, you know his job has been blessed. So anybody that is blessed, people serve those people for lunchly. For lunchly. They serve them. I'm not mentioning all those names. There are other names. Oh. There are other names. Even when people get job in Adelike University now, they give testimony. Because you know, that family, you know, <laughs> you know those things. So when you have plenty coin, plenty wine, you are prosperous because of divine blessing. People serve you. So every other blessing, follow divine blessing. And I pray that divine blessing will be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know how your grant is. May the Lord bless your grant. Amen. May the Lord bless your job. Amen. May the Lord give you good weather. Amen. This year, may you have right happenings. Amen. Nothing will destroy your crop. In the mighty name of Jesus. And when the man received this blessing, he was happy and left. And just as he finished, what happened? Cain, the man they called Cain, came later. Esau, Esau, came later. He came later with his food. And he said, Father, hit my food too. And do what? And do what? And the Bible says, ah, I've given that blessing to somebody else. And the Bible says, Esau wept bitterly. If that blessing was not important, why would Esau be weeping? If that blessing is not important. So all these blessings are important. I don't care who your parents are, but there are some things that has worked in their lives. So if they want to bless you, don't resist it. Let them bless you. Let them bless you. If that prayer is not important, Esau will not be praying for that particular for that particular blessing. There are some people today that all you need is for husband and wife to bless each other. Because all these blessings, they work. When your husband bless you, or your wife bless you, or your parents bless you, I'm, I'm being slow in this area because I know some of you, you believe in a particular man of God to bless you. But you neglect some of these blessings that are also very, very important. Very, very important. Very important. Your wife blessing you. Your husband blessing you. Your children blessing you. Your parents blessing you. is very, very important. In fact, our covenant fathers don't go to prophet house for blessing. They go to their parents to bless them. And I know some of you are saying your parents are not important. They are not good. I know you will say that. But when you are born, they were the ones that helped you to come to this place. So all those blessings, they are important. And I pray that you not attract their causes in Jesus' name. 
And number two also, the pastoral blessing or the prophetic blessing is also important. It's also important. Let them bless you. Let them pray for you. All those prayers, they are important. In fact, they work against causes. We are celebrating generational causes because we don't appreciate generational blessing or prophetic blessing. You can say to yourself, I've been prayed for, therefore I cannot be cursed. The blessing of God is upon me. You don't underrate all these prophetic blessings. And when they come upon you, they attract other physical blessings for you to have breakthrough. I pray you are going to have breakthrough in Jesus' name. May the Lord give you good rain. May the Lord give you good favor. May the Lord give you the gift to be on time. May you have breakthrough. May you have family blessing. How you say amen very well? Amen. Okay. Number two things that happened was that Esau missed the blessing. And he said, Father, put on verse 40 and 41. Bless me too. You also have another blessing. He said, put in verse 38. Let's look at verse 38 to 40. I want you to look at it very well. Verse 38. And Esau said unto his father, as thou but one blessing, my father, do you have only one blessing? My brother has taken favor. My brother has taken good land. My brother has taken crop. My brother has taken wine. My brother has taken mastery. He's going to be the head. Is that the only blessing that you have? As thou but one blessing, my father, bless me, even me also. Oh, my father, and Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Verse 39. Put on verse 39. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, this is the blessing. Watch it all. It's a little bit contrary to what you are going to hear from that of uh, Jacob. Thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the heart and of the dew of heaven. Verse 40 now. Verse 40. And by thy sword shall thou live, and shall serve thy brother, and it shall come to pass when thou shalt have dominion, that thou shalt break its yoke from up your neck. If you read it from Living Translation, you understand he's saying, You may not have a good land, you may not have the right weather, but there's one blessing I'm going to give to you. What is that blessing? I'm going to give you the blessing of good decision. If you have that translation, you can read it for me. Let me read it here so that you understand what I'm saying. I'm going to give you the gift of good judgment. Ability to take right decision at the right time. Hallelujah. Look at what it says. Genesis 27 Isaac replied, look at what he says now. You will not live in a place where the ground gives good food. Does that not look like a curse? I'm reading from easy to read translation. Look at it. Oh. Number two, you will not have rain to make your crop grow. Does that not look like a curse also? Okay, look at it. You will have to fight to get everything that you will need. Does that not look like hard work? He said, you will serve your brother as your master. But, this is the blessing. When you choose to be free 
you'll be free. So many of you think that the only blessing that makes a man prosperous is about favor, is about connection, is about help, is about... But there's a blessing that's also come from internal person, which is called the blessing of decision, right judgment. It does not matter how blessed you are. If your judgment and your decisions in life are wrong, that blessing will not lead to breakthrough. And look, it does not matter how many enemies hate you or how much people hate you or what you have suffered. If you are somebody that has sound judgment and you take right decision, you will still be blessed. You are not oppressed by the devil most of the time. You are oppressed by your choices in life. Your choices is determined by your decision. You are in church today. You can decide within you, I will not be poor. You can decide, I will give myself to the Lord. You can decide, I'm going to walk tall. You can decide to grow above your limitation. I was telling you this morning about how a couple gave back to twins that I read. And the husband said, look, my choice is that we cannot take care of this baby. Let's go and drop them at the fatherless house. And the mother agreed. And they got to the fatherless house in Akure. And they rejected them. They said, because you are not dead, you are not insane. We are not going to accept them. And the husband said, drop them by the, one of the beautiful houses. Let's drop them as abandoned baby. One of these rituals will pick them and their life will be better. Let's drop them. Put, he said, because I carried their clothes there to drop them. When I say, ah, my husband slapped me. And I dropped the baby. And we were walking away from the twins. He said, as we were walking, my husband was moving fast. But I was looking back. Then something told me, what are you doing? Carry the baby. It doesn't matter whether you have money or you don't have money. So she went back and picked the twins. And the husband ran away. Ran away till today. But the children are doing extremely well today. And the woman said something in Yoruba that I want you to remember. She said, It is the decision that we make today that will make tomorrow good. If you are going to take a decision, take a decision that will favor your future. Take a decision that will favor your future. Not a decision that will destroy you. Whatever decision you are taking today will either make you or break you. So, the father said, every other blessing I can think of, I've given to him, but there's one blessing left. You will always take the right decision. No matter how the situation may be, I give you the blessing of sound judgment. I pray for you this morning, whether you are blessed or you are not blessed, that the Lord will give you the anointing to always take right decision. Why is this important? Every one of us has at least 350 decisions to make in a day. Whether you have money or you don't have money. Should I buy this land? Should I leave this land? Should I do that? Should I not? We have options in life. We are not limited in life by our chances, by opportunity. Most of the time, we are limited in life by our choices. Your choice in life will determine how far you are going to go. Tell me how far. There's something that somebody wrote some years ago that I love. 
And I quoted it in one of our magazines. And I remember it when I was preparing for this sermon. And he said, 10 decisions that will determine where you are going to be tomorrow. Let me read for you. The mentor you decide to trust will determine the quality of help you will have. Everything about life is about trusting somebody. When you decide to trust somebody, it will determine the kind of help you are going to receive. That's number one decision you make. He said, number two, the self-portrait of yourself, I think it's Mark Mundock, that you decide to believe will determine the quality of life you are going to live. What you believe about yourself. It's not about what people say about you. If you believe that you can never do well, that's why I was preaching this morning, that God does not call the qualified. He qualified the people he has called. The self-portray about yourself, when you look at yourself, that you decide to believe, we determine the kind of life you are going to live. If people have been calling you houseboy, houseboy, or nobody, and you believe that, anytime you look at yourself, you see yourself as nobody. If you believe it, that's what will determine the kind of life you are going to live. People can call you the poor. Don't you know you are poor? If you believe that about yourself, you are going to live a poor life. It doesn't matter. What do you decide to believe about yourself? Number three, he said the weakness you decide to conquer. Maybe there's a weakness in your life. The weakness you decide to conquer will determine the strength of your life. You have to reduce your weaknesses. It will determine the kind of strength you are going to have in your life. The time you decide to invest in the presence of God will determine the victory that you enjoy in life. Are you following me? Number what now? The favor you decide to pursue and protect. You, de- you, you decide to pursue and protect. He said, we determine the measure of increase in your life. The authority you decide to honor. The authority you decide to honor. We determine the kind of promotion that comes your way. It will determine the kind of promotion. When somebody has authority over you and you honor the person, it will determine the kind of promotion that will come your way. Okay, are you following me now? The seed you decide to sow will determine the affairs that you reap. The offense you decide to forgive, you decide to forgive. The offense of somebody you decide to forgive and ignore will determine your future greatness. The enemy you decide to defeat will determine the size of your throne. The problem you decide to solve for other will determine the type of reward you will have. When you make a decision today, make a decision that will guarantee your greatness in the future. You are not limited by prayers of order, by the blessing of order. The second thing that guarantees breakthrough is decision. And once you are poor in making quality decision, you will not have breakthrough. It's not enough for you to pray. Oh. Number two is decision that you make. It's decision that you make. You decide to give your life to Christ. Look at what happened to you. You decide to marry. It's decision is yours. Decision is yours. You can have proposal and say no. We may be praying for you that it's time for you to get married. But you say, why? Why? Why is you pushing me? Why are you pushing me? Why are you pushing me? I'm not ready. If you say you are not ready, there is nothing that one million member of this church can do. Absolutely not. We can feel that it's a problem. 
But if you feel it's not a problem and you decide not to marry, nobody can force you to marry. Marriage is a personal decision. So also is your breakthrough. And you do not hold anybody any apology when you decide to make breakthrough a choice in life and prosperity. You have to decide. You are not forced to work where you are working. You are not forced to work there. It's your decision. The kind of life you are living now is a choice. Because your life will move from chances, choices, and changes. Chances, opportunity. God will give opportunity. Choices that you make, then the changes follow. Without your decision, there's nothing God can do. Philemon chapter 1 verse 14. He says, without your mind, I don't want to do anything without your mind. Don't let anybody deceive you that there's one particular power over you. You decide to come to church. You also decide to be blessed in church. If you are not blessed, it is your decision. If you are blessed, it's your decision. I'm going to make sure that this word work for me. It's your decision. And it's going to work for you. Somebody came to me some years back. Years back. He said, Daddy, I am old. He said, are you sure you are old? He said, yes. I want to get married. I said, when? He said, this year. I said, Nidan. Nidan, I will pray for you. And I pray for her. And she got engaged that year. And she got married that year. She thought about it herself. And decided to be blessed. Luke chapter 15. The father asked two sons. Verse 17. The prodigal boy thought about his life. And said, how many hours servant in my father's house? I have enough bread to spare. I will go to my father. It was addition. I will tell him. I want to come back to you. That was addition. If he's the elder brother, the elder brother is poor in making decisions. Even when he has opportunity, he will just be watching and watching until all the opportunity is lost. The first time the father announced, your brother is asking for an inheritance. I want to defy the inheritance that I have among two of you. He said, no problem. The younger brother packed all his inheritance and moved far away. They asked the elder brother, what will you do? He said, I don't know. He said, okay, keep it here. The younger brother spent all his living, his inheritance on a riotous living. And even though he was low and down, he still thought, I can go back. And he came back, the father still celebrated him. And at the end, the father said, Ah, uh-uh, Egbon, all I have is yours. If you decide to have a party, you will have it. I've shared it with you that even Father Abraham, his son was wind and he started rejoicing. There are some people, they have a reason to rejoice and they will not rejoice. We'll push them. It's time for you to rejoice. Say, what am I rejoicing for? If you say you are not rejoicing, nobody will force you to rejoice. If you are sad, it is your choice. If you are happy, it is your choice. If you are well, it's your choice. You determine to be well. If you are loving, it is your choice. The choice is absolutely yours. You can decide to forgive offenses. You can decide to be happy. You can decide to make yourself happy. You can decide to focus yourself on things that are working, not things that are not working and become happy. This one is yours. Say, Philemon, without your mind, your decision, your judgment, I can't do anything so that your profits will not be as it were of necessity, but of what? Of a pure mind. Without your mind. Without your mind. Without your mind, God cannot do anything. Make up your mind. You know, the problem I have with some people that say they need help is that they don't even have a decision on what help they want. And most of the time, the Lord allows you to have some little delay so that you can make up your mind on some issues. 
Things are not running fast on you because God wants you to make up your mind. He said, come, let us reason together. Do your sin be as God. God knows you have a capacity to reason and to make choices. He knows it. I said, you have a delay. Yes, thank God. But decide on some issue. Use that delay. Maybe you are not graduating at the right time. Make some issue on what you love to do apart from that certificate. Let every day. You don't have a desired job. Good. But you have a hobby. Do you have a talent that you want to develop? Do you love business? Do you love passion? Even Asu is on strike. Can you desire something and decide that, okay, even when school is not running, these are things that I would like to do. That's a decision. Sedition. You must decide. And nobody can force you to do it. We can't push you. It is you that will take that choice from within you to do something. If you decide to do business, it's your choice. You decide to succeed, it's your choice. So decision is number two things that Father Isaac gave Esau. You don't have a good land. You don't have good money. You don't have good connection. You don't have help. But I'm praying for you. You are going to take the right decision at the right time. You will not suffer for life. He said, after you have suffered, you become strong. A strong man is a man that make decisions. They make decisions. They make decisions. And life will present you an opportunity to make decisions. At times, you have no any other option than to choose. This is what you want to do. That is the truth. Life will put you in a corner and say, I must make up my mind. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. You must know what to pursue. And when you know what you are pursuing, nobody will be able to confuse you anymore. I pray that your life will be filled with joy. Amen. You will have sound judgment. Amen. You will operate with good understanding. Your decision in life will benefit you. Amen. You know why I'm saying this? It's because I'm going to the third point right now. The third point that helps you to have breakthrough in life is for you to identify your problem. So many of us don't identify our problem. We just put accusing fingers on other. We don't identify our problem. When Jacob took all the blessing, look at what Esau said. He said his right name, name, name Esau. That is his name. The father said, what is his name? What is the name of Jacob? He said he's a deceiver. What Yoruba name can we call like a deceiver? Arenije. Eletan. Abienitan. Any what? Allah reke. Reke. Okay. Okay. That was the Hebrew meaning of Jacob is deceiver, right? That's what he told his father. He said, ah, he has deceived me two times. His name is a deceiver. Was it not rightly named? But, you know, I'm going to shock you today. It's not because of his name that Jacob deceived him. It's not because of the uh, prophecy in the womb that Jacob deceived him. It's because Esau is a man that never identifies his problem. What was Jacob's problem? Greed. Greed. That was 
Esau's problem. That was Esau's problem. Anytime Esau is having a problem, he will like to sell anything to fulfill that problem. That was how he sold his birthright. Jacob did not deceive him. He said, give me the porridge and sell your birthright. Birthright is not a certificate in Israel. Birthright is blessing of double portion. The day you eat that porridge, you have sold all your blessing. In fact, it is Esau that is any It is Elethan. It is Esau that is Elethan. It is Esau that is a deceiver. You sold something in the secret. You want to get the blessing in the public. You must identify your problem. Your problem is that you do the self-valuable thing. Later, you now say it is the economy that is bad. Put it on Genesis chapter 27. And I, I'm going to tell you two mistakes that he, that he made again. Two mistakes here that he made. Two mistakes. Identify your problem. You, you may not have, we may not have the same problem, but you must be able to identify your own weakness and your own problem. I know some of you, you will be deceiving yourself. You know your parents, they were not rich. Your mother is not rich. Your great, great, great mother, they were poor. Most of the problem that you are having is not the witches. It is a generational poverty. The moment you begin to identify and say, ah, ah, this poverty must stop. It's not a day. It must stop. You will stop following prophets. Telling you it's your stepmother. You know this is not a problem of a stepmother. This is a problem of generation. Your father did not leave an inheritance. My, when my father died, I did not inherit anything. Not even a brother. I did not inherit anything. Nothing. No land. And there are some people that their father died. I heard about a man of God in this country. The father died. They saw the building in Koyi and he had 540 million. He had to go and Look at it. Look at the problem. Look at Genesis chapter 27. Look at him. We are going to read what he said. Verse 37. Your brother came to me. He deceived me and he took your blessing away. Esau said, yes, Jacob is the right name for him. He said, why? He has cheated me twice. First, he took my birthright. The birthright that he sold. Now he has taken my blessing as well. They go together. Birthright and blessing of the birthright. They go together. If you sell your birthright, you have already sold your what? Praise the Lord. The New Testament said, all of us should not be a proven person like Esau, who sold his birthright and was later weeping for it. Don't weep for what you decide to sell. Before you sell, think twice. Mensa or Tabi said, if I'm Esau, I will say, I will give it to you, but you are going to feed me forever. Give me this porridge, but every afternoon by 12, bring porridge till I die. I'm not going to give it to you. See, the problem was that he sold it too cheap. One meal. The entire bat rights. It was a proven person. It lasts 
lack seriousness for things that matter. There are some people like that. They call them non-challenge people. God is talking. They are non-challenge. Human beings are talking. They are non-challenge. They are non-challenge. Your guy is talking. You are non-challenge. They are talking about blessing. You are non-challenge. They talk about good things of life. You are non-challenge. You say, hey, you they are talking about good reasons. They don't have value for things that is important. They don't desire it. They are non-challenged. Non-challenged people don't have breakthrough. They don't identify their problem. Number one problem that Esau had was that he sold his birthright. Jacob did not deceive him. Look at verse 41. Verse 41 now. Because Isaac had blessed Jacob. Who blessed Jacob? I can't hear you. Esau hated his young brother. Esau said quietly, quietly, my father will die soon. When we have buried his body, I will do what? I can't hear you. I will do what? I will kill him. Some people think that by killing some people, you are going to have your own breakthrough. Hello? You know, this is the prayer of some people. You pray to kill somebody, thinking that if you kill them, you have breakthrough. There are some people you kill. Even when you kill them, you still don't have breakthrough. You kill them. Still there are some offices you won't get to. Even if your boss die, you won't get there. So why killing the man? He said, because he has taken away my blessing. The next thing is that the man must die. The person's death is not your problem. Your problem is now how to utilize the blessing that God has given you. It's true. He took the good land. Just like Lot. Lot took the good ground. Genesis chapter 13. Lot took the good ground. Took the green vegetable. And the Lord said to Father Abraham, Lift up your eyes and see. Wherever you see, I will give it to you. Don't worry. I will give you all the land that you desire. Instead of killing Lot, I say, if I kill Lot, I'm going to get everything. You know, these are the people, the problem that people make, even from the time of uh, Cain too. Cain killed his brother Abel because the Lord accepted his offering. If you kill Abel, does, does that mean that God will accept your own offering? Stop fighting your brother. Identify your own problem. What is my problem? What is my problem? Why am I here? What is the thing that is wrong with me? What is it that I'm not doing right? What addition I need to take that I'm not taking? You must identify your problem. Human beings are not your problem. So I'm going to kill him. And by saying that quietly, the mother had it. The mother said, I don't want him to kill my son. I will send him somewhere to go there so that he can be safe. But when he was talking to the father, he said, I don't want him to marry among the Canaanites. I want to go and marry from my family. Cain also had that and thought it was his wife. The Bible says, and Cain also went and married again. Copy, copy. Esau, Esau also went again and married again. Because he has refused to understand that he's the one that has a problem. You must identify your problem. Hamnon had lost towards his sister. And he said, I don't know how to solve this problem. It was Amnon's problem. It was not the sister's beauty. It was Amnon that has a problem of lust. 
Hamnon supposed to deal with himself? But he started looking for help. How will I get my sister? And he said, don't become foolish. Talk to my father. He will give you anything. He said, no, I will rape you. Rape the sister. Two years later, he was killed. Because he could not identify his problem. No matter what you are going through, always sit down to identify. Is this boss my problem? Is my husband the problem? Is this job my problem? What is the weakness that I need to conquer? What is the mistake that I made that actually led me to this place? Listen to me. I've always discovered, and I'm telling you the truth, people that do well, most time, don't point accusing fingers on others for their shortcoming. Most of the time, they look at themselves to correct themselves to make things right. When you see somebody that is always putting accusing fingers at other people, they are, they are responsible for where they are. They are going nowhere. Oh. They are going nowhere. I've seen a lot of people that don't recognize their problem. I was in a bank office some years back. I was telling talk about this story. And they were talking. They say, ah, was Afri Bank then? Pastor, I want to make sure that I make at least 300,000. I take it home. It is not the loan that they give me. And I won't take this loan. This soft loan. This In those days, you know, banks were they are very good. Any staff that has for this loan, they give me. Ah, I was there. Ni strong groom. opportunity Do you know that same month that man was sacked? He was sacked. I asked one of my friends, What is the problem with you bankers? That anytime you are sacked, it seems as if you cannot pick your life again. You become fixed. And he told him, I want to buy a journey. The kind of life that you are exposed to. Opportunity to get loan. Opportunity to get good money. Opportunity to spoil yourself. Opportunity to do this and that. He said, it seems that anytime that thing crash, we are helpless. But that is not the problem of the bank. That is the problem your own personal problem. They are giving you this money to keep you away from stealing. You want salary advance, they give you. You want project money, they give you. Before you process one and two, they give you. But are you greedy? The day they remove that job, can you stand alone? You must identify your problem. Most of the time, when you are greedy, you will never feel satisfied. Even when somebody gives you a very small thing, you will complain. And when you have other things, you will see say, that thing is not enough. I've said it before. Let me say it again. Two people that cannot get married easily is a greedy person and a stingy man. If you are greedy and your wife or your husband is stingy, you always have enough problem. Because your husband will give something to you. He will say it's not enough. How can he give me this small money? If you are stingy, you don't want to give enough. So the problem with you always fight over money. 
But a grateful soul, even if he marry a stingy man, the stingy man will enjoy himself. That is the truth now. If a, a grateful soul marry a stingy man, he will still say thank you for every little money that comes. And the husband will ask, why are you thanking me? He say, ah, dear Tony Nukoninka. After all, you work for it. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me this. Why? Because he knows that the book stops at his or at table. May the Lord help you to identify what is the problem for poverty. Why are we so poor in Africa? Is it that we waste a lot or we don't work enough or we are not accountable or we don't know how to maximize our potential or resources? Look at yourself. Not just the government. Look at yourself and identify the problem. The moment Esau said that Jacob is my problem, you know, he became helpless. But the moment Jacob traveled and there was nobody to kill, he settled down with his work. And when Jacob returned, he said, I am blessed also. When you are left with your problem alone and there is nobody to blame, you will solve that problem yourself. Whatever represents your problem right now, may you be able to solve it yourself. May you not blame your mother. May you not blame the month you are born. May you not blame your children. May you blame yourself and take responsibility. Some are not even saying amen right now. I know those are not saying amen. I've marked you. Responsibility is the price for greatness. Everyone that you see that is great in life, they took responsibility. Stop blaming others. Stop blaming. Stop blaming witches. If witches were that powerful, they would stop everybody. If they cannot stop some people, they will not stop you. If stepmothers were that powerful, they will step, stop other people. Why is he only you stepmother the chase? If dream is that powerful, the bad dream you dream and you are looking for mountain for deliverance. If that bad dream was powerful, they will have stopped so many other people. There are so many people that overcome their bad dreams. Oh, if background, background was that powerful, it is my family background. If it's that powerful, you will have stopped so many other people. That is the truth. If other people can make it with no background, you too, you are going to make it. You will succeed with your God-given opportunity in Jesus' name. As the Lord open your eyes to recognize your problem, may you be able to solve that problem. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, open, open my eyes to see my limitations and to see the problem and be able to solve that particular problem. You can solve the problem. You can do it. You can kill the Goliath. I will no longer blame people for my limitations. I will face that Goliath squally and I will overcome it. The time you begin to face the problem, that's the time you begin to solve the problem. What is the shot that you are taking today that is destroying you? It's not about the church. It's not about the devil. What is the food that you are eating? 
what is the decision that you are taking? How are you investing your time? What is the habit that you have? Generational habit that is destroying your greatness. I want you to take responsibility today and say, Lord, this habit must stop. Stop blaming the government. Stop blaming people. Now, I must give my life to Christ. I must be committed to him. Enough is enough. I've never been all that serious. I must be serious now. Go ahead now and begin to talk to God and say, Lord, I accept responsibility as my mark for greatness. I will not accuse people and I will be great in life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will not act like Esau. I will not act like Esau. No, 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 no. I will not blame my brother. I will not blame my sister. I will not blame my parents. Lord, I'm going to accept responsibility and I will be great. And nothing will stop me. I am unstoppable. Devil cannot stop me. No witch can stop me. I am going higher. And I will get better. In the mighty name. If you are saying it, say it well. I don't care what your story look like. Whether you lost your mother or your father when you are born. You can become great again. If you decide to be great. It is decision that leads to greatness. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, help me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. We are going to pray two more prayers right now. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me the gift of sound judgment. Help me to make right decision that will bless my future. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray. If you're a lady, you are not yet married. That prayer is more important. If you're a man, you are not yet married. That prayer is important. If you are a woman and you are married, that prayer is important. If you are a man and you are married, that prayer is important. Your life cannot improve better than the quality of decision that you are making daily. It's decision that you are making daily that is affecting your future. Lord, give me sound judgment in life. Help me to make right decision. The job you decide to do. The place you decide to go. Where you decide to invest your time. There are things that will determine whether you are going to be great or small. Lord, help me. I want to make right decision. As you are thinking about issue, help me to make right decision. Help me to follow right people. Lord, help me in life. Give me sound judgment. Judgment. Make me strong in decision making. Lord, help me to be strong in decision making. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. There's a promise in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 16 that even if my people do not know the route, they will not miss it. I pray that you not miss sound judgment. He said, when you get to the left or to the right, where you see too many ways, the Lord will tell you which route to follow. I pray for you in the area of your confusion, the Lord will speak to you. Some of you are not saying me very well. You know the word of God is more accurate and important at a time that you are taking decision. That is when it is more important and accurate. It is the word of God that is important. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, even if I do not know the road, Lord, don't let me miss it. Let your word direct me to take the right steps. Go ahead and pray and pray and pray and pray. I know you have not been married. I know you have not been rich. You don't know the road, but God can lead you. Lord, don't let me make a mistake. Lord, help me. 
Lord, help me. Go ahead and pray. Use everything to teach me so that we don't miss it in life. Teach me on how to have breakthrough. Teach me on how to be great. I may be young and inexperienced, but teach me. Lord, teach me. Lord, teach me. Go ahead and pray. Teach me. I can't teach you everything, but God can teach you. He can speak to you your dream. He can help you to see things that other people have not learned. Can, Lord, teach me. I am humble. Teach me and help me to take a right decision to learn in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Please, everybody, open your eyes. I want to give you a very quick story. When I was young, promising, you know, young Amos in the university days, there was a sister that people thought I would marry. Deep inside me, something was telling me, this is a wrong thing that was happening. Deep inside me. But I don't have a direction. I remember my young sister was telling me then, have you watched Mansion film that they just released? I said, yes. I said, what is the title? It's a great mistake. Egbert, don't make great mistake, oh. Because that man was supposed to be a man of God like you. He made great mistake. And his ministry and everything was destroyed. That was the time that Manzion did that with great mistake. I watched it. I said, what is this? No, this does not apply to me. But I did not have the word, the wisdom to express myself. I was in CUUNN executive. So we had to visit a sister that was sick in the hospital, one of our members. So I went, me and three other people. When we got there, the Holy Spirit started ministering to me as I prayed for her. For the first time, my eyes opened. And the Lord said two things. He said, look, this lady is sick now. Does she look beautiful? I said, no. Doesn't she look ugly? I said, yes. He said, if you marry somebody you don't love, when she's sick, she will look ugly. She will not be beautiful. You'll not be able to carry her along. Don't let them deceive you into spirituality to marry a wrong person. Anyone you want to marry, the fire must burn. So that even when the person is sick, she will still be beautiful in your eyes. Nobody preached that to me. I went back home and my mother sat me down. She said, this issue that we are telling you, I say, my mother, God spoke to me. I said, hey, tell me what did God say? I said, God told me I should not marry anybody I don't consider beautiful. Because if she is sick, she will become more ugly. My mother was shocked. He said, who told you? I said, God. So I'm not marrying her because he's spiritual. I want to marry a beautiful lady. That's what I said. And they were all, all arguments stop. God taught me. Now, I see a lot of people come back. And when I want to get married, we are both in deeper life. It was, uh, you know, they say it doesn't matter. It was not later than I discovered that it mattered. I never knew that it will matter like matter like this. So. <laughs> it was the pastor then that deceived me. It was, you can't have a personal 
leading or understanding of how God is leading you, I break myself free by the power of my personal decision to marry my beautiful wife. Personal decision. And I remember I told them, because so many people are born again, I say, even if you pray about it, it does not matter what you see. Everything said to it. They say, Ote Tina Mugba Dras, yes, Emma Dras, Rara, Mutiba Mugba Dras, Papa! So that you will not be a confused person. Even if you are ignorant, the Bible says you are going to hear a voice behind you telling you this is where to go. I don't know this one you are about to take tomorrow. That's important. Maybe you want to buy a land. Maybe you want to buy a feku. Maybe you want to start a business. Even though you do not know everything about the process and proposal, the Lord will teach you the right decision to make. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me the gifts of good judgment. Let me take the right decision at all time that we bless my tomorrow in the name of you can pray that prayer because uh, there are some decisions you are going to take sharp 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 and these are the things that determine the quality of life you are going to live in future you are poor today not because the economy is mad because of the poor decision you have taken where you work who you work for what to ignore what to accept the offense you choose to forgive there are things that determine. It is your choice. Things you decide to ignore, they can actually bring blessing to you. It is your decision. To forgive is in your hand. To hold is in your hand. To move forward is in your hand. What you decide to do is with you. Your life is in your hand. Life and death. They are in the power of your choices. Lord, help me to take the right decision. When I'm deciding what to do, help me to do the right thing. Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Amen. It is your decision that determines the quality of your life. Don't forget that. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, bless me with good grand and bless me with good rain. Let me be prosperous in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray. I pray to be at the right place at the right time. I pray, Lord, to have the right weather, right season. In the, you can pray for yourself. Lines are falling upon me in pleasant places. I have good inheritance. Let my land be good. Let my crop enjoy your fertilizer. Let everything that I lay my hand upon prosper. It will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Whatsoever he laid his hand upon shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Lord, make me prosperous. Don't let me become a slave in this country. Lord, let people serve me in the mighty name of Jesus. Give me, go ahead and receive Jacob's blessing. Receive Jacob's blessing. The blessing to be at the right place. The blessing to enjoy the right reign. The blessing to enjoy idea. The blessing of God. Lord, let it come upon me in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless my ground with good weather. 
bless me with opportunities. Let me have plenty of grain. Let me have plenty of wine. Let right things happen to me. Some of you are not even praying. When it comes to whether you have to pray, let all those promises you have made, let it come to pass in my life. Open your mouth and pray. Establish your covenant. Establish your word concerning me. I am a child of the promise. Lord, I am a child of grace. I am born at the right season. Let it come to pass. Concerning me, let me have an overflowing blessing. Let me enjoy breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let me have the right weather for my breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Remember why we travel somewhere and uh, we are buying yam. And I told the woman, why is your yam so small? He said, ah, call on shan for any. Emma kwe ojo da lo dui. That was he said. Emma kwe ojo da lo dui. Ene eri ori gberi. Ishmele lo to be no jai. That was in the boma show. Eri kwe ojo da lo dui. And one of my sons that is a farmer said, his yam is so big this year. That was being That His yam is so big this year. And in the same time, somebody say, Ojoda lo dui, kolon shanu agbeni, Ojoda ni odui. I pray that rain will be good for you this year. Raise your two hands to heaven. For my sake, Lord, bless my weather. Bless my weather. You have to pray for yourself. I don't care how the economy look like, but if God decides to bless your weather, your plant will grow well. Lord, bless the system for my sake. Bless the system for my sake. Bless the environment I am in for my sake. Give me good weather for my prosperity. Give me good connection. Open your mouth like Jacob. The Bible says, Esau prayed bitterly. 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 And he could not get that good weather. Lord, make my life easy. Make it easy in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, make it easy for me. Are you praying at all? In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. May you live in a land where the ground gives good food. May you live in a place where you enjoy good rain. May your crops grow well. You will not need to fight to get every blessing you need. Olugbeja we fight for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Raise your two hands to heaven. These are the causes upon Esau. Lord, I will not fight my battle. You will fight for me this week. You will fight my battle for me. You will fight. Go ahead and pray. I don't know the battle you are facing. You will fight my battle for me. Lord, I'm thanking you. Obeninija, keru obonija. Fight my battle for me. I don't want to fight for everything that I need, like Esau. I will not fight for everything that I need. I will not fight for food, fight for help, fight for relationship. My life will be easy. Some people, they fight all through their life for everything that they need. Lord, I will not fight for everything that I need. You will fight for me. Lord, fight for me. You know, open your mouth and pray. Lord, fight my battle for me. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Open your eyes. The promise of God is that you are going to be more than a conqueror. Somebody that is more than a conqueror is somebody that conquer a battle without fighting. It's more than a conqueror. A conqueror is somebody that fights and win. We ah, we'll try. We'll try. We'll try. We'll try. We'll try. We'll try. Kudos to me. Stand up for the champion. That's somebody that fights and win. Somebody that is more than a conqueror is somebody that sits down and heavenly oath fights for him and win. That person is more than a conqueror. I will bless them that blesses you. And I will fight those who that fight you. That's what God says. Every battle that you are facing, God will fight for you. Amen. Will fight for you. I know it's good to struggle. But you know, he said, said look, you will struggle. You will fight for everything you ever need. He said, your life will be a life of struggle. But when you decide to be strong, to take decision, you'll be free. The only thing that helps a man that is struggling is decision. Enough is enough. And you are free. That's it. But you see, the life of Jacob is more pleasurable. You won't fight for it. I saw an angel in my dream meeting the animal. I saw angel in my dream. And they are reproducing after what I desire. Whatever you see in your dream, they will come to pass. The big blessing that you have seen in your dream, the Lord will fulfill them. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, fight my battle for me. I don't want to struggle for everything that I need. Let me enjoy grace, supply, unmerited blessing, unmerited favor. I don't want to be struggling before I eat. In the mighty name, Lord, let me enjoy grace. Let me enjoy your goodness and your grace. In the name of Jesus, I have sent you to harvest what you have not labored. Other people labor and you have entered the harvest. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Okay, sit down. I can see that some of you are tired, but I still have more prayer. Sit down. Just close your eyes and sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. We are praying one more prayer, and I want you to pray sincerely to God. Decide to follow God. Decide. I don't know, it may not be fashionable now, but decide that you are going to follow God. If you want to make a commitment to follow God and his service, Raise your hands to heaven. I want to pray for you. Raise your hands to heaven high. Lord, I want to follow you and serve you. Thank you so much. Put that hand upon your head wherever you are. See, I decide from within me to follow you and to serve you. It's not because they are forcing me. It's because that is my personal decision. Enough of doing my own will. Beginning from today, it is my decision. To follow God. I will not go back. I will follow you. I decide to follow God. From today. I will not walk in the path of sin. I will walk with God. In the mighty name of Jesus. I dedicate myself. By my personal decision. To serve God. All the days of my life. I've been And I'm going to use. Follow God. All the days of my life. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as many people that are putting their hand upon their head to serve you with a personal commitment and decision, Lord, help them to stay true to the end in Jesus' name. They will not go backward. They will move forward. And in their decision, you will help them. In the mighty name of Jesus, 
you will give them the joy of salvation. They will know that today is different. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. If you are happy, shout hallelujah. You are happy to be in church, shout hallelujah. Okay, if you decide to shout hallelujah, open your mouth and shout hallelujah. Thank you. Nobody can actually force you to do anything. Nobody. You can decide to praise God and you can decide not to praise God. But I pray that you are going to decide for God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah.